How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. So thank you for tuning in to Chomping Up a Bit. This is episode 46. This episode, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the rest of week 10 in the NFL. Uh, go through what Sunday plus Monday game. Uh, give you, you know, my normal preview that I do where you know we'll look at top five games to watch. Uh, for the fantasy owners out there like myself, some key... Uh, notes with injuries and even those who may play also give you a bold prediction for uh, this slate the rest of the slate of the games the rest of my week 10 picks as well so should be a fun one hope you enjoy it and we'll go ahead and get it kicked off with the note that i usually start off with it's another week where all the games are expected to play as scheduled. So, you know, since earlier in the season where they had the, you know, kind of mini outbreak with COVID cases, the NFL has done a pretty good job of containing it to the point where haven't had any, any more situations of, you know, teams flying out late, playing the same day, or having to actually move games to Tuesday or something like that so that's definitely good news for the NFL because I did talk about a few episodes ago where the NFL has put in a provision that if they do you know have to cancel some more games then they're going to have extra playoff spots built in so if it continues this way won't have to worry about that big news overnight though uh, the Bucks plane was delayed headed to Carolina they had mechanical issues, but you know, everything turned out all right. The Bucks made the most of it. Had a team meal at the airport and had a team meeting. So they are scheduled to play Carolina today, 1 o'clock, which is, like I said, going to happen. Will be interesting to see if the Bucks do come out a little sluggish because of that. Definitely something to watch for. And then... Because the teams with buys this week are the Falcons, Cowboys, Chiefs, and the Jets. So, once again, if you had players on those teams in your fantasy, on your fantasy team, you might want to go ahead and get those fixed before games get started. And on to some other news and notes with key injuries. So, Christian McCaffrey, who I'm sure a lot of people own, Came back last week after missing several weeks with the ankle with the ankle injury and being on IR and everything. Had a great game, but he's now out this week with a shoulder injury. So Mike Davis will get the bulk of the carries again. I mean, it's it's been a rough season for McCaffrey. 
You know, he's a great running back. And when he has played this year, he's been great. But it's just been an injury-riddled season for him. Hopefully this shoulder injury isn't too bad. And he can, you know, come back next week. And hopefully finish out the rest of the season as the Panthers are sitting kind of on the edge of playoff contention. They definitely would want to have McCaffrey back to try to make a late season run at, you know, a late, like, 6-7 playoff spot. Kyle Allen, of course, is out with his leg injury from last week. So Alex Smith will get the start. And Dwayne Haskins, the young quarterback who's kind of fallen out of favor in Washington, will be the backup. So there's a chance we could see Haskins play today. But, you know, still a great story with Alex Smith. Hopefully he can have some success there. So we'll see with that. Uh, Joe Mixon, the running back with Cincinnati, out with a foot injury. So the carries will be falling on Gio Bernard. The Bengals have a tough matchup against the Steelers. And we all know Steelers have that tough defense. So it's going to hurt not having Mixon. And that's just another weapon taken off for Joe Burrow. And, you know, it's going to be a struggle for him in Pittsburgh. But Burrow has played well, so maybe he can overcome it and, you know, come up with a big upset. Seattle has their backfield issues again as both Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson are out again. And we saw last week when they played Buffalo, they had zero running game <clears throat> and then everything was put on Russell Wilson's shoulders and he couldn't pull it out so now they have to deal with it again maybe they have a different plan with it being the second week so maybe they've planned a little better for it gotten their other two running backs the third stringer and the guy off the practice squad maybe they got him got them more prepared to play better today and then Another big one is Calais Campbell. You know, the Sunday night matchup with the Patriots and Ravens. So Calais Campbell, the big D lineman for the Ravens, he's out. And with a game where the you know weather may be affected and it could turn into a running game, Campbell being out for the Ravens is good news for the Patriots. Now, Patriots are still, you know, big underdogs in that game, but... Not having Campbell getting in, you know, Newton's face or plugging running lanes is definitely good news for the Patriots running game. And if Cam Newton is going to have any success throwing the ball, Campbell, Calais Campbell was a guy that he'd have to look out for. So that threat is not there today. But so, so those are some of the uh, key injury notes going into today so with all that taken care of off the field let's go ahead and take a look at the top five matchups to watch both today and possibly the game tomorrow and for me the number five matchup Bengals at Steelers um, I mean, if you've been listening to me on here I have been thoroughly surprised with the young quarterbacks in the league today Joe Burrow is no different, and I do want to see Burrow up against that Steelers defense 
and Neil Burrows had kind of a reputation of being able to cover the spread even against tough teams. And he's been tough back there, so I'm sure the Steelers may get some good hits on him and may rattle him a little bit, but I'm expecting him to be able to make some plays um, against the Steelers in the passing game. You know, maybe he can do what Garrett Gilbert did with the Cowboys. And, you know, Garrett Gilbert had a decent day against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were able to keep that game close just that Gilbert couldn't make plays late in the game. If the Bengals find themselves in that same situation, I would expect Burrow to be able to, you know, possibly pull out a big upset for them. Because I would trust Burrow over Garrett Gilbert. Nothing against Garrett Gilbert, but Burrow is a better quarterback. And see if maybe AJ Green could, you know, have a big day. Because it seems like it's been a while since AJ Green has really made any. I mean, yeah, he's dealt with injuries the past few years, but he has been relatively healthy this year. But it just seems like we need to. Um, See some vintage A.J. Green. And what better day than today against Pittsburgh for A.J. Green to show out. So that's definitely something I want to watch. And then even on the other side, uh, Big Ben struggled a little bit against the Cowboys. The Steelers as a whole struggled. I mean, maybe they played down to Dallas. I don't know. But with this being a divisional game, you know, see if... Big Ben and the rest of that offense can bounce back as well. So that's my number five game to watch. Uh, number four, I'm interested in the Bills at the Cardinals. Um, once again, if you've been listening, I have been a big fan of the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. I liked his development of uh, this year coming off of last year. And then Buffalo is... Like Buffalo is seven and two, but I think there's still a lot of doubters about whether Buffalo is a good team or not. And I mean, it does seem like they are primed to win the AFC East this year, but yeah, it's just something about Buffalo that is still keeping the doubters away from fully committing to them as a legitimate threat in the AFC and you know beating a Cardinals team that's five and three on the year and yeah they're a decent NFC team so if they could go out to Arizona and beat them on the road I think that would do a lot in terms of changing the narrative with the Bills Cardinals it'll be a chance to get a key AFC win and uh, Cardinals had a tough loss last week, so it'll be a good chance to bounce back. And then with Seattle playing the Rams tonight, I mean today, it's a chance that the Cardinals may be able to slip in and at the end of the day be number one in that division. So definitely a lot to play for there. And even for the Bills, they have the Dolphins coming up behind them. Uh, they're a game and a half back, so the Bills want to keep their divisional lead as well. Number three, speaking of those Dolphins, I have the uh, Chargers 
at the Dolphins is my number three matchup. And this is strictly because, I mean, yeah, the Chargers are only two and six. Dolphins coming at five and three. But Herbert, another one of those young quarterbacks I've enjoyed watching. You know, he gets his chance to go up against Tua. And Tua has become the new it story around the NFL. As now that Tua is finally getting his chance, he is showing, you know, why the Dolphins use their first round pick on him. Um, and as they opened up the playbook last week for Tua, Tua showed his mobility, his ability to make plays on the run. And the Dolphins are kind of a hot team right now. And if they can get this win, they go to 6-3. and three, And depending on what happens with Buffalo, they could find themselves in prime position to, you know, maybe overtake Buffalo for the AFC East crown. And then for the Chargers at this point, you know, they're not really looking at playoffs. They're just looking for more Herbert uh, development. And maybe they can play spoiler going down these last uh, seven, eight games for them and really start building towards next year. You know, find what pieces they can use around Herbert to, you know, further clarify, you know, draft needs and all that. So it's still, still, these are still big games for the Chargers and Herbert's development. So I do want to see the Herbert versus Tua matchup. The number two matchup of the week. I've got the Vikings and the Bears. That's the Monday night game. And what makes this one more intriguing to me are the Vikings. Because I know when the season first started, the Vikings were supposed to be kind of major players in that division. And they started off really slow. Uh, They had that tough... They had like that blowout loss to the Falcons. And you remember I came on here and I was like, the the Vikings are not who I thought they were going to be, and they've been the biggest disappointment and all that kind of stuff. Well, since then, they've turned around a little bit, and after their you know, big win against the Packers, now it's starting to look like they could be a team that makes a second-half surge and finds, them, finds themselves possibly back in the divisional race. You know, Right now, they're three games behind Green Bay, but they've already beaten Green Bay. They have another matchup coming later in the year. And with the Bears, the Bears are ahead of them. So the Bears are 5-4. And And if the Vikings have pulled this off, Bears go to 5-5, Vikings 4-5. And And with the NFC, there aren't a lot of great teams in the NFC. So the bottom part of the playoff picture is wide open. And, you know, the Vikings pick up this win, get another win, get back to 500. They may find themselves in a position they didn't think they were going to be in early in the season where a playoff position may be right in front of them. And plus, I do want to see uh, Kirk Cousins, who has the reputation of not performing well on Monday night. I want to see in a game that Minnesota definitely needs the pressures on. Can he step up for that team? And, you know, help lead them to a win. Bears got to see what kind of quarterback play are they going to get? Because it's been a major struggle. Trubisky and Foles. So, 
can they you know, kind of stop the stop the bleeding a little bit on their season? Because remember, early on, they were in the lead of that division after like the first few weeks. And some people thought the Bears could be the surprise team in the NFC. That's kind of been quieted down a little bit as they are falling closer to 500. And the quarterback play has just been subpar. But the Bears defense is still the Bears defense. You still have Khalil Mack to deal with. So I think it's going to be a widely entertaining game on Monday night. Uh, Definitely will be watching that one. And that all leads to the number one matchup of the night of the day. And you probably could have guessed it if you saw this slate of games. But Seahawks at the Rams. It's a key NFC West matchup. The Seahawks coming at 6-2, leading that division. The Rams are 5-3, a game behind. So the Rams could pick up this win. They could leapfrog to the top of the division. Still probably the toughest division in football, even though the 49ers... Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then open your jar of seaweed-whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, Use seaweed air dry cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. As they're falling a little bit, with, but they've had injuries all season, so... You know, but but yeah, Seahawks, Rams, and as I said with the uh, injuries earlier on, the Seahawks don't have their backfield again. So can Russell Wilson put that team on his shoulders? You know, jump in the phone booth, come out, be Superman for them, and beat a tough Rams team, which you know is definitely kind of slowly. Uh, trended upwards towards where they were a few years ago where they were a Super Bowl team and and then for the Rams you know you have Jared Goff can he in his home stadium get a big win against the Seahawks team that you know is going to throw everything they can at them and the Jalen Ramsey DK Metcalf DK Metcalf matchup is an intriguing one because we've seen Metcalf. He's the freak of nature at wide receiver. Jalen Ramsey's the guy who likes to talk and likes taking on the challenge of the top uh, receiver on the other team. 
So that's a matchup that's going to be incredible to watch. You know the two of them are going to have words with each other, may get a little chippy. Not say it's going to be like Odell Beckham and Josh Norman type where, I mean, they would just sit there and try to beat on each other. But, but I think it's going to be a great little cat and mouse game between Metcalf and Ramsey. That alone is enough to watch. I, I guarantee you that. So I will be tuning into that game. And interested to see what happens. Because even with the Seahawks dropping uh, some tough games here recently, I still like them mainly because I feel like Russell Wilson can do more with less than most quarterbacks in the league today. And he's got to prove that definitely with with no running game. So those are my top five matchups. This week was a little bit, I guess, tougher to get five. The slate of games for this week wasn't all that, wasn't as deep as the weeks before. So, but I still think I came up with five good ones to watch. You know, you guys listening, you can let me know comment wise whether you think those are good ones or not. But, um, but looking at the games today, my bold prediction for today is. So the Seahawks and Rams, the game I was just talking about, the over-under set of 55, I think I think they go past, I think they go over 55. I feel like the Seahawks trend of recent shootouts, I think that happens today. Because we know the Seahawks secondary struggles. It's probably the weakest part of the Seahawks team. And with Jared Goff, he has weapons on the outside that could definitely take advantage of that. And Goff is a talented enough quarterback to make plays in the passing game. Now, the Rams do like running the ball to set up Goff with his play-action pass. So, expect to see... We could even use this as a second bold prediction, but I believe between Wilson and Goff... Both of them will have touchdown passes over. Well, at least the the threat is there that both have touchdown passes over like 40 yards. Whether it's Cooper Cup, Robert Woods for the Rams, you have Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. So I think 55, I think they go past that easily. I could see both teams getting into the 30s in this game. So that's my prediction. The over 55 seems like a lock to me but now that we've done that bold prediction that kind of leads us into my week 10 picks so once again if you're new or just need a reminder i always do the thursday night game sunday night game monday night game falcons game patriots game and then a wild card game to get my six this week's a little different because the falcons are off and the Patriots are the Sunday night game, so it gives me the the opportunity to have actually three wild card games today, and it's gonna be interesting. Some of the picks a little iffy about, but I'm gonna go ahead and go forward with those. 
And once again, I want to get to 60% by the end of the year. I'm sitting at 27 and 26 right now. I do my picks against the spread, just to remind you. So, because yeah, it's one thing to just pick winners, but picking against the spread, give, give myself a little bit more of a challenge. So I'm 27 and 26, game over 500, uh, 50.9%. Got, got some work to do to get to 60% by the end of the year. Running short on weeks now. So last week I went 4-2 and two after I had a couple weeks of 2-4 and four and 3-3 three and three and then another 2-4 and four week in there. So it was good to go 4-2 and two last week. Had an outside shot of going 6-0. and oh, Just want to say. But uh, hopefully this week maybe I can get another 4-2 and two week out of this. So go ahead. Let's get those picks going. So the Thursday night game, um, if you remember, I did take the Titans to cover as a two and a half point favorite over the Colts. And we all watched that game. The Colts completely blew out Tennessee. So that's already a loss for me. And we'll recap this when I do my week 10 review show on... Right, like Tuesday, but yeah. So starting off zero and one, but the rest of my picks go is this. Uh, we have Cleveland, and let's see, Cleveland is hosting the Texans today. Cleveland is a three and a half point favorite at home. I'm taking Cleveland to cover in this matchup. I think we all know that Houston's been bad this year, and. Even without Odell Beckham, I think Baker Mayfield with Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb is back. Uh, I believe I saw that Nick Chubb is back off of IR with his early season injury. I think that's helped tremendously for them because Nick Chubb was having a great year on the ground before he got hurt. So hopefully he can come back, get back to that early season form. And I think Cleveland can definitely cover easily against the Texans. Texans are I mean they're pretty much a dumpster fire this year so and it's tough to see because I am a fan of Deshaun Watson but yeah he's going to take that L for this year and just hopefully he can come back next year. But give me Cleveland in that matchup. Uh, Next one Tampa Bay, Carolina so Tampa Bay is traveling to Carolina and Carolina is the five and a half point underdog in this matchup at home. So once again, the spread is always attached to the home team. So that's the way I kind of introduced them on here. But I'm taking Tampa Bay as the road favorite to cover against Carolina, even though they got in late. But I think after that tough loss last week to the Saints, that Tampa Bay is going to want to come out with a lot to prove to try to regain, the, you know, their their place atop the NFC South and try to regain themselves as maybe the dominant force in the NFC. Plus another week of Antonio Brown being able to practice. He should fit better with the offense this week. So I would not be surprised to see Tampa Bay go out there and put up a big number. 30 plus. So give me Tampa Bay in that matchup. Uh, fourth matchup. It's the Cincinnati and 
and Pittsburgh game. So this one, maybe a pick that a lot of you may not agree with. Pittsburgh comes in, you know, last undefeated team. So they're 8-0. They got Cincinnati that's 2-5-1. Pittsburgh, 7.5 point favorite at home. That's a big thing, at home. But something in my gut is telling me that Cincinnati's going to find a way to cover in this matchup. Not saying they're going to win the game, but I, but I, like I said before, I think Cincinnati will do what Dallas did and keep this game really close late. And who knows? Burrow may have the ball in his hand with a chance to pull the upset. So I'm taking Cincinnati in this one to cover. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, for all their dominance, doesn't really seem like a team, at least this past few weeks, that is able to go in and just completely demolish teams. I saw a lot in that Dallas game that I did not like. Like I said, maybe they were just playing down to Dallas, looking past them. But then again, would you be looking past Dallas to Cincinnati? I doubt it. So it could just be that maybe Pittsburgh's getting a little bored, sitting at 8-0, look like they're going to make the playoffs easily. Maybe they're taking their foot off the gas a little bit. And I think Cincinnati is a team that will be able to take advantage of that and, you know, have Steelers fans really sweating today. So I'll take the Bengals in that one to cover. Now on to the primetime games. We have the Sunday night game. Baltimore traveling to New England to face my Patriots. Baltimore comes in at 6-2. and two. New England, we all know, struggling this year. They're 3-5. and five. Um, Reports are weather could be a factor with wind and some rain maybe. Which maybe that helps because with Lamar Jackson and his ability at times to throw wobbly passes, that's the last thing you want to do in bad conditions. So maybe it turns into a time of possession game, run game, defense type game. So maybe it ends up being low scoring, which I think definitely favors in New England's, you know, it definitely works in New England's favor. Now, usually with these picks, I've been a homer most of the year, taking New England in a lot of these matchups. I think for the first time, I'm going to have to go with Baltimore in this one. I I just don't see... One, New England has like 20 players on the injury report. So I don't even know what kind of team New England's going to field tonight. And with those concerns, I just think... Baltimore, you know, is a good enough team that they'll be able to go in there. The game could get ugly, but then again, I don't know. But I'm taking Baltimore in this one. Like I said, New England's a six and a half point underdog, so that means I'm pick, picking Baltimore to win by at least a touchdown. And I think I'll go with that. So I'll, get, I'll take the Ravens to cover over my Patriots tonight then the final pick of the week the monday night game minnesota uh traveling to chicago to face the bears and as i said minnesota's three and five the bears are five and four so even so these uh spreads i get off of espn which they get from some vegas whatever but even 
the spread maker has Chicago as a two and a half point underdog at home. So they're seeing kind of the trend here. And I kind of agree with them. I'm going to take the Vikings in that matchup to cover. Um, I do think the Vikings will win the game outright. So give me the Vikings in that one. Then just to recap, I'm taking the Browns to cover over the Texans. The Bucks to cover over the Panthers. Bengals, possible upset of the week. Cover over the Steelers. Ravens to cover over the Patriots and then the Vikings to cover over the Bears. So as I said, 4-2 last week, which took me to a game over 500. I'm hoping, and I did tell you I did lose my first pick with the Titans and the Colts. So that means I would need to go probably 4-1 today to salvage the week. Once again, when I do the Tuesday show, review in week 10, we'll go over the picks as well see how well i did so hopefully i can have a good week and if you have been you know possibly taking advantage of these picks hopefully i could do something for you as well but uh but yeah that's my look at week 10 uh it's gonna be a great week hope you have a bunch of fun watching these games as i will and for those of you who are new thank you for tuning in again Hope you had fun. Hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will come around, listen to another episode, or you can go back, listen to some previous episodes. Because like I say all the time, I've been having you know, a lot of fun doing this. And I hope you are as well. So thanks again. Those of you who've been with me, thank you as well. You know, like the show on the Facebook page, Chomping at the Bit. Follow the show on Twitter at Chompin Podcast. Both places you can interact with me, give me some topics you want to hear, or give me your opinion on some things I talked about. You know, we can basically use either place just to interact with each other. So definitely check those out. And wherever you're listening to this show, whatever podcast platform, definitely hit the subscribe button, please. It would help out a lot. So thanks again. Thank you for tuning in and I'll definitely catch you on the next episode. And I guess with that next episode, probably do might do part two of my NBA draft coverage. So don't listen to the episode before this one. I did look at the top three prospects in the NBA draft. So the next episode, I might look at three other prospects whose names you will hear early and give you the same analysis and breakdown that I did with the first three. So check that. So be prepared for that one to come out. And it is a two episode day for you guys. So hope you find time to listen to both of them. But, uh, but yeah, so I will catch you next episode. Have a good one. All right. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 